You're listening to the Quality of Love Podcast. Your home for all things love, relationship, and mental health. Hosted by nationally certified life and relationship coach, Tyrone Dixon. Sit back, relax, and get tips on creating the life you deserve without wasting any more time. Welcome to the Quality of Love podcast. I am your host, Tyrone Dixon, nationally certified life and relationship coach, husband, father to two beautiful princesses, and CEO and founder of a Rose to Concrete Consulting. Thank you guys for taking the time out to listen in with us tonight. We really appreciate it. Before I even get into tonight's big Wednesday episode, if you just so happen to hear the sweet serenades of cooing, that is my daughter, Abigail Frankie Denise Dixon, who used to make this process extremely seamless. Now she's testing my editing skills. So if you hear a little cooing in the background, that's just her hanging out with dad, getting a lay of the land, I guess I would say, right? Getting an idea how the business works and She's going to be talking a little bit because she's getting her her cooing together. But if you guys are listening to my voice tonight, you guys have made it to another hump day, right? So we really appreciate you guys taking the time out to listen in with us tonight. And we're going to deliver you some, some really good questions, actually, we received via inbox. Last week, I introduced a segment. Um, it's What Would Tyrone Do? WWTD. And as I was reflecting and thinking about it, I realized I didn't do a good job of laying it out for the audience. So one of the questions in our weekly questions from now on, I'm going to take and and give you a straightforward, really, really straightforward delivery of what I would do in the situation. Um, No coaching model, just a straight, very, very honest Tyrone Dixon answer. So here's your chance to dive into the mind of the expert and specifically ask the expert for their personal opinion and feeling on the matter. Because one thing that I've, I've been getting a lot of feedback on or, or a lot of kind of we want to hear what would you do specifically. Right. We don't want to hear about your recommendations from a coaching perspective. We want to know what you would do in a particular situation. So I feel like the best way to kind of cater to the audience, of course, is to give you a straight no filtered, um, no coaching response type of answer. And that for me, at least it, it, it bridges that that relationship gap between myself and you guys. Right. I've been in a lot of situation that you guys have been in. And I think having a straightforward answer is is usually a good way to go especially when you don't want to deal with BS. Before we get into our questions for our new audience members, I love to kick our Wednesday episodes off with a quote. Today's quote comes from Wayne Dyer, and the quote reads, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Once again, that quote is, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And I've kept that quote actually since college. And the reason why I enjoy that quote so much is it because it really brings up the matter of perspective, right? If you look at things as if the glass is half empty, you'll tend to have your actions follow that way, right? So you'll go along thinking that you are not empowered, you don't have the power to change things, or you don't have the power to redirect your energy. Whereas if you look at the glass half full, you're always optimistic about being able to either get yourself or others out of a particular 
particular situation, right? And it wasn't until I shifted my own perspective and my own worldview until I realized the actual value in that quote, right? So I thank you, Wayne Dwyer, Dyer, excuse me. That quote has been very, very powerful and I've carried it throughout my entire life. So for you guys, once again, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Question number one, received via our Facebook messenger. How do I tell my boyfriend that I want an open relationship without making him feel like he isn't enough? How do I tell my boyfriend that I want an open relationship without making him feel like he isn't enough? I think that's one of those things where you have to be frank and have an open conversation with him. And when you're having this conversation, just let him know that there are certain things that you're into and either A, he's not able to do them or is not pleasing you in that manner, or B, you want to expand on the things that you guys do, right? And you can even mention something in the bedroom if it's something particularly kinky that you have that you enjoy that he may not enjoy. Explain to him from that perspective, right? Make it make it advantageous for him to be in open relationships as well, right? Try to identify some things that you might you might do wrong or you might do that frustrate him and let him know that's something that he can seek in someone else or seek in another partner or seek in another relationship, right? I recently worked with a couple who decided to try an open relationship themselves and the, the thing that they talked about or discussed is companionship, right? They worked so much that the companionship piece was missing. So one of the things that they carried and kind of catapulted them into going into an open relationship is the idea that both of them was missing at least a portion of companionship. And they would try to seek companionship from someone else and try to keep it non-physical at first. But seek that that just being able to talk to someone and be able to have another shoulder to lean on, right? Present it to him in that manner. You definitely don't want to make it, for men, you don't want to make it a sexual thing, right? Or all about sex, at least. So I, I say that to say you don't want to say something along the lines of, well, you're not pleasing me in the bedroom, or I don't think you'll be sufficient, or you are sufficient enough in the bedroom for me. Because what that does is that whether he says it or not, that's a direct shot to a man's ego. And I don't know many men that are able to overcome that type of thought process, right? That they tend to get either microaggressive or passive aggressive in cases. Either way, try to avoid the sexual conversation when you're talking about the open relationship. Try to appeal to something that he likes or a deficiency he might find in you. He can see that or seek that in an open relationship with another person. And ultimately, I think you want to make sure you reassure him that, hey, this is just a piece of me, right? You have the other portions of me and you get my best efforts at all times. Question number two, how can I tell the difference between a healthy relationship and one that's just purely physical? How can I tell the difference between a healthy relationship and one that's just purely physical? I think with that, that's a relatively easy thing to do, but it's difficult on our person, right? And I say that to say to you that I would start by eliminating all sex, right? So we would not have sex or I would not have sex with my partner for a period of time, right? Some people commit to being abstinent for periods of time. Um, that would be my recommendation for you. And then you can start to see if the relationship is healthy 
or if the relationship is just healthy because you guys have good sex or you kiss really well or you cuddle really well, right? That's a very, very good way. Abstinence is a very, very good way to decipher between an actual healthy relationship and something that's just purely physical or something that's just meeting your needs. So my recommendation for you is try abstinence and I also want you to come back and let me know how that goes, because I've heard that there's been a lot of relationship breakthroughs with abstinence. Question number three is, should I leave my boyfriend of one year for seeking validation from women online? Is that cheating? Now, that's a layered question. So I'll start off with the first piece. Um, One year is a a very short time frame. I think when we talk about relationships, um, you still should be at a point, though, where you're able to have a conversation with your boyfriend and let him know that that's offensive to you and that hurts you in some way, shape or form. Personally, I do not think that that's cheating, seeking validation from an online source. I do think that 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 could be um, signs of trouble in a relationship, though, right? Because the question now becomes, why do you have to seek validation from outside of a relationship if you're currently in one? Right. So that would be the conversation that I have with him. One year is a, a short time frame unless he did something that is a non-negotiable for you or something that is a complete turnoff. I think you can you can work through that type of issue. It may be an insecurity thing that you you might need to flush out from him. Either way, um, I personally don't think that that's cheating. I think that if you look deeper, there might be um, some concern for your relationship that you want to address sooner rather than later. Also, even if you guys don't work out, you might want to have a conversation with him just asking why do you have to seek validation online or what is it about these women online that you makes you want to seek validation because I'm sure your boyfriend isn't the only man like that with the rise of social media. Um, I found that there are quite a few men uh, very similar to women that that love to go online and get likes and that makes them feel more of a man. Right. So have that conversation. It can be tough. It can be difficult, but it, it'll be worth it for you. So you you know how to handle things psychologically. Question number four. Why is an abundance mindset focusing on personal growth instead of being needy for girls, not working for my personal needs? Once again, why is an abundance mindset focusing on post personal growth instead of being needy for girls, not working f- not working for my personal needs. I think you are um, putting yourself in a position where you think that you have to be a super achiever and you need to achieve your goals and you you need to keep pushing, pushing, pushing forward. When you are that type of person, and again, please don't feel judged because I know several people that are like this, but what happens is when you are that type of person, you come off as arrogant sometimes, um, uncaring and unconcerned, right? Those are all characteristics that any woman that that's genuinely into you would not be attracted to, right? So the first thing that I would do is identify what you're willing to sacrifice, right? So if you do want to keep your abundance mindset, you have to understand that you still have personal needs, including sex, right? All, especially when you get to an adult, human beings um, have the need to engage in sex, right? It's normal. I know a lot of people grow up thinking that it's not, but that really is a normal thing. Human beings engage in sex. It's just what we do. So 
if you're going to keep your abundance mindset, you have to realize that you have to figure out a time to have casual friends for sex or figure out a way to satisfy your sexual need. Right. So you're not you're not carrying that. Right. Or you could go the other direction and decide, OK, let me put my personal growth on hold now and, and try to seek out, seek a woman. Um, I've seen people be successful in both situations. It's just a matter of identifying your own personal needs and how important they are. Right. Some one thing that I share when I do public speaking and I'll share with you, too, is there when I first got out of college, my mindset was like work, 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 work forget everything else. Nothing else matters. And I didn't realize it. One of the things I sacrificed was being physically fit and working out, but I didn't realize it until maybe three years down the line that I had sacrificed my physical health for that same type of thing you're talking about, for personal growth, for that, with that abundance mindset. And ultimately, I have to be frank with you, it was not worth it, right? If I could go back, I certainly would not make that decision and I would have maintained my physical health and been more on top of that as opposed to sacrificing my physical health to get money and gain power and get autonomy and all of these other things that ultimately they didn't mean as much as I thought they did. Right. So figure out what you want, what your personal needs are seriously, not what needs people are forcing you to dig into. Once you figure those out, I think you can either decide at that point in time if you want to keep this abundance mindset or if you want to start seeking um, a woman for your personal needs. Question number five. My boyfriend of seven years is getting out of jail and he claims he has changed and found God. He used to lie, he used to cheat, and he used to steal. Would you take my partner back or would you take this partner back? Once again, my boyfriend of seven years is getting out of jail, claims he has changed and found God. He lied, cheated, and stole. Would you take partner back? I think personally, I would. It sounds like if if this person spent seven years in your life, seems like they had a pretty significant piece of your heart, let's say. And I think what you want to do is you want to give them several tests before you hop back into a relationship with them, because that's that's a long period of time. And I know a ton of gentlemen that go to jail and they claim they find God. And once they get out and life is at their fingertips, they tend to go the opposite direction of what they said before. Right. So this is an excellent opportunity for you to put non-negotiables in place. And if he happens to break one of those non-negotiables, for example, if he gets out and starts stealing again, now you know that that's not a healthy relationship or that's not a relationship you want to be in for a long term, right? So set up those non-negotiables before he gets out. You want to engage in friendship with him once he does get out. Make sure your non-negotiables are ready to go. And if he does cross those lines and those boundary lines, that's your indicator that he hasn't changed and you want to stay away from him. All right. So the last question is, what would Tyrone do? Bonus question of the day goes, my husband never ended his affair. He also wants to move me and our whole family out to Florida. I am scared to move. He is inconsistent with his moods, shows no remorse, and generally does not say sorry. What should I do? My husband never ended his affair. 
He also wants to move me and our family to Florida. I am scared to move. He is inconsistent with his moods, shows no remorse, and genuinely does not apologize. For me personally, he's gone. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm not moving in with him. I'm not moving anywhere with him for someone like that. I said this on previous shows, but I've I've gotten to a place in my life where I don't question much, right? If I, I typically or genuinely move off intuition and move off of feeling, right? If I have to question situations, if I have to question people, then those people or those situations are not for me, right? So I say that to say, get rid of them. He, it seems like what he's doing is grooming you and, and putting you at the beginning stages of narcissism. And he may be a narcissist, right? So don't set yourself up and move down to Florida and isolate you and your family by sticking with this guy. All right. That's what all I have for you guys today in terms of our question and answers. Remember, you guys are always more than welcome to hit us up at TQLP. 2-0 at gmail.com with any questions that you guys have for our big Wednesday episode. Once again, that email address is tqlp20 at gmail.com, or you guys are more than welcome to hit us up on our Facebook page, The Quality of Love Podcast. Today's show, once again, is sponsored by the good folks at Humble Fit and Saran Miller. Don't forget, you guys, there is a special going on with Humble Fit right now. You can get a pair of customized sneakers, however you want them done in any color scheme that you want for $100, right? And they ship anywhere in the United States, states, excuse me, right? Or across the country. So make sure you're checking in with Saran at Humble Fit. I've actually think I'm thankful, I should say. I've had a few people hit me up. I've been wearing the 315s around town into the gym. I've had a few people hit me up and been able to redirect some business to my good friend, Saran Miller, and the folks over there at Humble Fit. They have all the workout gear that you may need, walking, hiking, lifting, whatever you need. This gentleman has it. He also doubles as a fitness trainer, right? So check out or check in with Saran at Humble Fit, where their slogan is rise, win, repeat. Before I leave today, I have to say rest in peace to my uncle Jim, my grandmother's brother. He's always been a very, very important piece of her life. And he's always been very, very supportive of not only me, but the rest of my siblings as well. He's a very important piece of the Campbell Dixon family. So I want to send that special um, rest in peace to my uncle Jim. We love you, uncle. Very, very happy that you're no longer in pain and you're able to reunite and reconnect with your wife in heaven. All right. So rest in peace, Uncle Jim. And that's all I have for you guys today. Remember, as always, guys, the quality of love and relationships that you have in your life will determine the quality of your life. Peace and love. <laughs>